a new approach to help prevent chronic disease. You're listening to ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to a special segment, Focus on the Future of Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Maurice Pickard, and with me today is Dr. James Galloway. Dr. Galloway is the Assistant Surgeon General. He's a Rear Admiral in the United States Public Health Service, and he's the Regional Health Administrator for Region 5. Thank you very much for joining us today. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. I know you're the leader of a new initiative called Building a Healthier Chicago. Could you tell me a little bit about it? Certainly. We all are very aware, and there's probably no reason to talk about the issues that face healthcare in the future. It's very clear to us that we can't maintain the current status from a financial perspective. Certainly, our increasing rates of chronic disease, increasing age of our population, a number of other issues that come into play related to health disparities, lack of access, many other areas that are contributing to the current conflicts and concerns in healthcare. A number of us here in Chicago have gotten together and started to think about some of these issues in ways that we can work together to decrease the incidence of chronic disease. Clearly, the issues of health disparities, the issues of access and insurance, the issues of quality are all vitally important. However, it's unlikely that addressing these alone will decrease the projected health care costs in the next 10 or 15 years significantly. The best way to reach into and modify those health care costs are certainly to decrease the incidence and prevalence of chronic disease. And that's what Building a Healthier Chicago is focused on. Why Chicago? Chicago was initiated because of the fact that many of our medical organizations are based here, many of our public health organizations are based here, and it's in many ways a hub of medical activity along with other hubs in the nation. But since there are so many headquarters, if you will, here, that this seemed like a reasonable place to start. The initial discussions with the city of Chicago, and in particular the Department of Public Health, headed by Commissioner Terry Mason, and the American Medical Association at the time, headed by our dear friend Dr. Ron Davis, clearly felt that we should develop a model that could be rolled out close to home and could be utilized as a model as we go across the nation. Since the majority of the population lives in urban areas, why not develop urban programs that could then be replicated across the nation and extended into metropolitan, suburban, and subsequently rural areas? So you plan, after you develop this model in Chicago, to go to other large metropolitan areas? Well, not us particularly or specifically, but to support and develop other folks and other organizations in other cities to utilize the tools that we have developed to move this across the nation. So who are your partners? Currently, our founding partners are the American Medical Association and the City of Chicago Department of Public Health. We now have approximately 100 other partners on board, groups from Chambers of Commerce and their health care committees to the Midwestern Business Group on Health, the Metropolitan Chicago Healthcare Council, and many of the metropolitan health-related groups, many of the insurers in the area and nationally, as well as many of the service organizations, for instance, the American Heart Association, American Diabetes Association, American Dietetics Association, to name but a few, along with the American College of Sports Medicine, American College of Cardiology, the American Osteopathic Organization, and others. 
What are the diseases that you're going to focus on? Well, our focus isn't on disease. It's on, if you will, primordial uh, prevention or primary prevention such that we're focusing on three areas. First, on increasing activity across the board at the grassroots level. Getting people off the couch. Exactly. Getting people to do more than they're doing now. Secondly, to promote healthy eating across the land, from schools to work sites, from homes to restaurants. And we're having opportunities to work with many of the national organizations in those realms as well. And then thirdly, particularly because this allows us some access into our hospitals and clinics and providers, as well as physician organizations, the prevention, detection, and control of blood pressure. And those three components have really taken our mantle, if you will, as we charge ahead in a number of ways across our city and with national organizations. I'm struck by the fact that you talk about healthy eating, and yet in most large metropolitan areas, the vulnerable part of our population, that which are economically depressed, probably have the least access to things like fresh fruits and vegetables. And in fact, even if they can buy it, it's often more expensive than in the well-to-do area. So here you write a prescription for healthy eating. How do you plan to carry it out in this particular culture that we live in? Well, that's a very good question. Certainly food deserts are a reality in Chicago, and the populations that you mentioned, that is the underserved populations, are particularly the groups that we're most interested in reaching out to. So our work has been with many of the academic centers in our region as well, and there are certainly leaders in public health as well as researchers in the area who are focused on the development of incentives for farmers market, local produce areas in some of these areas. There's also interest in collaboration from some of our business organizations to do the same. What Building a Healthier Chicago has tried to do is to build collaborations on areas of interest between multiple organizations. In fact, Building a Healthier Chicago isn't a new initiative. Our role is to promote and expand and really advertise and allow the organizations that are already here doing great work to grow, to be able to be more effective in what they do. And one of those tools to do that is to link collaborations between individuals and organizations with similar purposes. And that's an area where there's certainly a number of folks who are interested in working together to develop that. We're a long way from getting there, but certainly the first steps are significantly important. If you're just joining us, you're listening to ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. And today we're having a special segment Focus on the Future of Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Maurice Pickard, and I'm speaking with Dr. James Galloway, who is taking the leadership role in a new initiative called Building a Healthier Chicago. Dr. James Galloway is also Assistant Surgeon General and a Rear Admiral in the United States Public Health Service. It sounds like we already have resources available, and you're trying to integrate these resources under one umbrella. Perhaps to interweave them is better than one umbrella in the sense that we're not trying to take ownership of anything. What we're trying to do is really support these organizations and link them with others. So, for instance, one of our major efforts that we're developing is GIS, geospatial modeling, that we can look at within Chicago the areas where say, certainly the basics as you'd expect, that is the clinics and the hospitals and the food vendors and grocery stores, but also from each of the academic centers where we're trying to go is to get 
the service researcher and the public health research areas that are covered by each of our universities and look and see where there's links between universities and particular neighborhoods on the same area and allow researchers, for instance, in Northwestern or Rush or UIC or University of Chicago to work together if they're all working on, say, tobacco or obesity prevention in certain areas to allow those collaborations because having been in academia for the vast majority of my life until just the past year, it's clear to me that oftentimes in communities, even within the same institution, we're not often clear that we're working in the same neighborhood as another researcher. Do you see government becoming more involved in the prevention of disease? Absolutely, I do. I think that that is a clear mandate as we move forward, certainly from the Assistant Secretary of Health and the Surgeon General. As we move forward, the prevention of disease, the promotion of wellness, if you will, is incredibly important and is strengthened through multiple academic reviews as well, clearly. Recently, Senator Tom Harkin has been the point person and said in the Senate, that we should have an assistant secretary in HHS to deal with prevention. Is this what we're hearing more of? Is this part of the response of government? Certainly, that's a very interesting concept that he has raised, and I think that that is certainly one effective way to move ahead. We currently have offices within the federal government that really focus on some of those things. The Office of Disease Prevention and Health Promotion, for instance, and the Office of the Assistant Secretary, and there are many others, certainly within CDC and NIH as well, that focus on health promotion and prevention. And I think the idea to integrate the efforts from the multiple arms of the government is a great idea, whether it's through this mechanism or another, so that just like academic institutions that I've been involved with throughout my life, the federal government also to be aware of all the various resources from various agencies to be able to pinpoint to locations of need, I think is a great idea. We're spending $2 trillion on health care every year, and yet there is an undercurrent that our health system is disorganized and fragmented. Is this kind of initiative something that might bring it all together again, not necessarily under one umbrella, but in some way have a driving force so that the various resources are not at loggerheads, so to speak? That's an interesting question. Certainly, I think that within the prevention realm or the health promotion or the wellness promotion, this is certainly an idea that has been endorsed by a number of folks, a number of organizations as we together look towards a new future for the prevention of chronic disease. I don't think that this would take the broad roles that may be implicated in your question, certainly in, in health care reform, quality initiative, insurance and access, and health disparities. We are focused on, in this realm, health disparities within prevention, which is an area that I think is often overlooked and is extremely important. But broader than that, I would have a hard time saying that this would be an answer for that. Going back to Lyndon Johnson's War on Poverty in 1965, we've looked at a model, community health centers or medical homes, and we now have 6,000 of them in the United States. President Bush certainly encouraged this. Over 16 million people are served. Almost all of them have no insurance and or are on Medicaid. Is this one of the resources that should be used in this attempt to control prevention among the vulnerable and the disenfranchised? Indeed it is. In fact, I couldn't state that any more eloquently. I think they are critical 
to have their involvement. And here in Chicago, we have been working with them in a number of realms to reach out. And in fact, the city of Chicago itself runs some clinics as well for the same population that they also have been doing some outstanding work. And the American Medical Association or other founding partner has been reaching out for physician education and physician prevention reimbursement education as well. So absolutely agree. Recently, there was published what was called a blueprint from the Trust for America's Health. It was a policy guide. Could you comment on this and how this fits into the model you're trying to create? I would like to relate to the prevention part of it. This document goes into recommendations for the federal government for restructuring and different places of emphasis within the federal government. And I would rather not comment on those areas because those are areas of public discussion and certainly decisions that need to be made at a national level. However, their focus on prevention, on the prevention of disease, on the promotion of wellness and health, I think is very well made. The needs for our nation to focus on these areas as an integral part of what we do in healthcare are points that are extremely well made and I think very pertinent to the arguments that are surfacing in the discussions with the transition teams and our new administration as well. Well, I really appreciate talking to you and introducing this initiative to us. It's been very enlightening. It makes us realize that the direction we're taking seems to be prevention and preparedness when it comes to chronic disease. Thanks very much for talking to us, and also I appreciate you living in Chicago so that you can get this model going, especially this time of the year. (laughs) Well, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to chat with you, and I look forward to more in the future. I want to thank Dr. James Galloway, Assistant Surgeon General and Rear Admiral in the United States Public Health Service. I've been your host, Dr. Maurice Pickard, and we've been discussing this new initiative, Building a Healthier Chicago. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable, a special segment on Focus for the Future of Medicine. Please visit our website at ReachMD.com, which features an entire library through our on-demand podcasts, or call us toll-free with your comments and suggestions at 888-639-6157. That's 888-639-6157. Thank you for listening.